0: So, Hunter, today is game number fifty-eight. Nothing significant about that, but uh, I'm just curious. Of everything we've played on the list, what is the game on our current list that you would love to just do again? Like replay the whole thing and re-rank Whoa. it and just re-experience the the showness of it. What game uh. would you just want to redo? Not redo, Mm. not like you regret where we did last time, but just like,
1: I want to do it again. Just another go of it. Well, I have actually talked about with you before, and I don't know if you remember this, but um, I have talked about maybe every hundred doing like a little bit of a flashback half season Uh where we revisit some of those games from that first hundred to just kind of see. But to be honest, I I don't want to be boring in my answer here. But uh, my number one is raw danger my number two <laughs> yeah. is probably disco elysium yeah. yep yeah um, both of those far track. as replaying i just yeah disco
0: elysium is the one i just genuinely want to replay like i just want to I, I keep thinking about wanting to do another run of that game and i'm just like so busy with all the other games we're playing where i'm like i need when am i ever gonna get to replay disco elysium i want to play it again uh, right, right the other one i think about often uh, and it's funny because it's there's no reason for me to think about it as like a, oh we need to redo it. It's Hitman, and I'm just like
1: man, I can't wait for us to do just like Hitman two. You just want to play more Hitman, yeah. I just want to play more
0: Hitman. <laughs> Let's do Hitman two soon, basically.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that would just be fun for you if we reevaluated Hit. I I honestly don't even know how we'll do Hitman yeah. two and three since they're so insistent on yeah. Hitman just being one game. Yeah with every level in it. And we didn't do that. We didn't follow suit. Right. So I feel like we have to do them as separate ones, but that's kind of weird. And two is where
0: it's at an impasse, right? Hitman 1, it's like, oh, this is the first time they did it and it established something. Mm -hmm. But then now it's like, okay, sure. But then two is like the two towers thing of just like, well, and then that's the one in the middle, but it doesn't, you need all three for it to actually be the cohesive unit anymore. And yeah, I I don't know what we'll do. Maybe we'll just skip to a ranking of three and... And I'm, I was about to say never rank two. Obviously, we have to rank every video game ever. We'll rank right. two at some point, but it'll just be like very, 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 very low on the list.
1: <laughs> well, Matt, I've been meaning to bring this up to you um, actually as a possible problem for our overall, uh-huh. overall mission. Matt, let's let's say we're talking about, I think the easiest way to understand this is an MMO, but technically this would apply to all kinds of games. Matt, does each patch of world of warcraft is that a separate game that we need to play i mean like i'm just getting worried it's not right i mean or is it because it's uh i'm kind of scared that it is yeah each patch or each expansion each patch is a whole other each, thing each patch oh dear because matt the game is different
0: patch by patch yeah yeah like, like Dota is every instance of Dota rebalancing a new Dota that we have to consider.
1: Matt, how are we going to play Dota 2 2009 <laughs> in the fall? You know what I mean? Like, how are we going to play Dota two oh nine between October and November of that year? Patch 2.01463A. <laughs> yeah, yeah november all right this was the stuff people were and then we we're doing like the history of it so this is what people were playing for about two weeks before the new patch came out yeah um ex- some exciting history there uh valve released this patch um we'll read you the notes right here in their entirety fixed a glitch having to do with the fart noises that the fart noises were playing at the wrong time Let's-a go.
0: Hello and welcome to the Old Game Hills Almanac. Uh, I am Matt Martens and I'm joined with my co host. It is Hunter uh, How are you, Hunter Hello. Hello and welcome to our nice French casual uh, podcast. Hello.
1: I'm curious as to why you're going this direction, and I feel like it might be because of a hilarious misunderstanding. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just I'll let you take it from here. And then once we find out why you think this bit is appropriate, we we may laugh a fair bit. <laughs> you want to know what my actual thought process was? I want to introduce it in a funny
0: voice. I do Southern oh, okay. all the time. I do Hattie and Welcome every single time. I just want a different voice. And French was the first one that popped into my head. No, I do not think Remedy Entertainment is a French company, oh, and I do okay. not That's think this is I an thought. Ubisoft game.
1: That's what I thought. You thought, <laughs> no. and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a very funny reveal here." <laughs> <but."> <laughs> all right. Well, cool. Yeah. So, so hey, it's me. I'm here. Hi, uh, no funny voice at all. That's um, fine. They don't. I'm not paid like that. Uh, <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about Max Payne. This is uh, we're pretty deep into season one Uh of uh, Old Gamers Almanac, two thousand one, a game odyssey. We are back uh, with a an episode that is in season. We are going to be talking about history. We're going to be talking about context. Yes, a lot this episode. Yeah, because otherwise we're just going to be hating on a game (laughs) that. You know, is important. This sure. is an important game. Yeah. It just isn't uh it just isn't really that good. <laughs> and I'm not sure it was even good then, but it yeah. is fascinating. And it yeah. actually might be the most fascinating game we will cover on this season. I'll go ahead and say that. Maybe so. I think so. this game is a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah. So this is by Remedy Entertainment. Uh, this is their first game. Uh, they have gone on to make other things like Alan Wake and Control uh and uh what's the other one quantum break is there other uh game yeah that's the one i didn't play um uh,
1: because it looked bad and the font looked bad yeah and then and then <laughs> and the font looked bad so we the avoided font it looked bad so i didn't play it but i do i have played every um every game basically every game except for that one that, yeah. that this uh studio and has made i like this i like these people they yeah. make good games
0: i've never played a single remedy game Not even on purpose, just it never came up uh, for me. Mm. Uh, This is also a game, Max Payne is a game I always thought was a PlayStation 2 game. No, not at all. In fact, quite the opposite. Uh, This was released on PC first, and then a few months later was ported to Xbox and PS2. And PS2 is notably the worst place to play it it runs to the worst it's not used to, this shouldn't have been a ps2 i mean it's fine it runs it runs okay but it is a much better experience on all of the other platforms so in my head this was a a season that was way too full of a lot of ps2 games because this is ps2 kind of riding high Mm-hmm. Um and I th- I just clumped this into that list but no this this is if anything an Xbox game or or a PC game so uh, my apologies if I've ever described Max Payne as a PS2 game that was that was so wrong of me
1: I mean I think I don't think it was that wrong because yeah. I played it on the PS 2 I think a lot I of thought people it did. was great yeah yeah I I mean I thought it, I thought it was great on the PS2 um I think that isn't it that I don't remember how the story goes but it's it's like like basically the um the GTA people yeah um helped them get it i think onto the other um the other consoles so yeah. like it was like they made it for PC by themselves um and then Rockstar stepped in to be like let's get this on the PlayStation 2 and the yeah. Xbox yeah um and i think the reason this game maybe and this is a guess but i think one of the reasons this game was such a big deal because a lot of its content is very off-putting um it is trying to do a lot of stuff that it it isn't fully there yet but it's like it's yeah. very charming in the attempt that it's it's trying to be something really good right. that's what i'm gonna say over and over about yes. this game it's, it's actually trying to be something very very good right um but i think at the time rockstar's reputation was just through the roof. Mm-hmm. So, like, anything Rockstar was touching, people were interested in. Right. And the fact that they were helping these people out, um, and thereby, I think, also is how they kind of acquired the Max Payne IP, because Remedy no longer has uh, any anything to do with uh, Max Payne, but n- neither does Rockstar at this point. They made their one game and then yeah. moved on. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, Max, so, Payne,
0: Max Payne 3 was Rockstar's yes. introduction into this thing outside of Remedy, yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. I, I. agree with the idea that it is. Uh. At the very least, attempting a lot of things and and trying to to do things well. Um. Will you kind of describe the uh the gameplay of
1: this yeah. game? So in Max Payne, you play as a uh a, a cop. Um. It's sort of a, you know what in a way it's kind of like Disco Elysium. Yeah. Um. It's going for a different uh very different thing. But um in Max Payne you play as a a, a sad. Very sad cop um yeah. who uh instantly we meet him and he he uh falls into tragedy um his wife and child are murdered, and then we fl- we flash forward and it turns out this happening to max turned him basically into uh a killing machine, a la the punisher right um he's sort of like the punisher if he did like ridiculous over the top like noir film noir style yeah. uh monologues that are a lot, I would say. Um they're quite rich. If you are if if you you know if you've had like a whole cheesecake before uh playing Max Payne, uh I warn you that it might be a bit much for you. Um it's exquisite stuff, but it's just ridiculous and over the top it's and it fine. very much sounds <laughs> I would say it, for me. It sounds like um uh, it sounds like someone who maybe will be a great writer yes. over flexing
0: their muscles you've introduced this concept a couple times and so i just have to get it out of the way my my pitch on this game is this game feels like a student attempt at something this feels like i went to film school mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. saw this kind of movie out of kids all the time i probably made stuff kind of like this
1: ultra violent oh i know how to write a noir ultra cool yeah exactly the cool is in quotes because it's not how cool is it really yeah right really
0: shocking the the you you glazed over and thank you for doing so you glazed over the murder of the wife and child uh it's horrid uh, in a way that only what feels
1: like an 18 year old would write about a, a wife and child being yeah. murdered it's like it's one of those things where you watch a scene like this and you're like well whoever wrote this uh at the time of writing yeah and and this is a big claim for me to make yeah. i might be wrong here but, and, and if i am wrong i'm sorry yeah. but but not really um you should be sorry it, is, is it, what it actually it's is. one of those things where you watch a scene like this and you're like whoever wrote this does not have a wife, does not have a child. Yeah. At time of writing, there's right. just no way that they did. Because exactly. it's just, it's not handled with a very deft, with right. a very nuanced uh, touch. Yes, uh, It's pretty like, it's pretty straight up in the depiction of this yeah. uh, in a way that, you know, thankfully we're on, you know, We're on 2001 hardware. Yeah. So you're sort of saved by that. Right. It's the type of scene that we would not have in Mm -hmm. our current graphic fidelity. No. Because it would not really... It it wouldn't be able to get like just a merely mature rating, I feel like, just based off of that. It is a deeply triggering and traumatic uh it's scene. pretty upsetting
0: yeah, yeah. and yeah. they and they call back to it often we'll talk about that later uh yeah. but it's it is called back to often but even outside of that like the cutscenes are all these graphic novel things that feel like they are filmed by like you're like filming your buddies in suits well because like, they, they are because yeah. they, they are. are it's just the staff exactly of remedy that. playing yeah. all of the characters the main writer is max Payne in this like just it's just his face doing all right. the stuff and he's right certainly not uh, an actor first i would say so right. yeah all of this stuff feels like a first attempt where it's like well you can't fault them for that right you can't fault an 18 right. year old for not having world experience they wanted to write something and they didn't they lacked the knowledge to give it uh, all of the nuance that it probably needed but at least they're thinking in that direction so i i try to not judge it too much for this stuff but it is pretty consistently off-putting
1: yeah i mean your mileage will vary based off how much of this type of material you can ingest and and yeah. do ingest um I think that between me and you, Matt, uh, I am less of a real person. I'm closer <laughs> to the uh no wife, no kids person, yeah, <laughs> um, which might help me get through a scene like that yeah, in yeah. in a way that that perhaps um if you're in a different situation it it can feel uh a little more upsetting. I will say this though, uh, and i don't I don't want to defend this aspect of it because I mostly the part where it loses me uh in the writing is i think the the over the topedness of it all the time of of max's monologues they they just get to a place where um it's unclear whether and and this actually might be good i'm not sure um i think there's maybe some problems with like not being intentional enough at in places but there are times where it's hilarious yeah um and there are times when you're like Uh, is this is supposed to be serious or like what (laughs) is exactly is this game making fun of itself and i think that i think that it has little elements of genius Mm -hmm. kind of everywhere but it's not it's not put it's not at that point yet where it can deliver any of this with confidence it feels like the the writing isn't there yet the technology isn't there yet we haven't talked about the gameplay yet the gameplay i can sum up very very quickly um and is quite interesting um it is uh basically a a matrix yep a bullet time yeah. uh, third person I, shooter game This lives so deeply in the shadow of the Matrix like it
0: is Absolutely. so obsessed with the Matrix sorry continue yeah, yeah. but it's it's yeah, it is yeah. insane how much this game
1: loves the Matrix <laughs> or like uh, well I'll say this cuz it 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 or, or like John Woo yeah, which it sure. actually uh drops like direct references to it's fairly ridiculous but um so yeah the you 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 are Max Payne you are um, trying to get from kind of room to room if you've ever played hotline miami um, it's basically the gameplay of hotline miami but in 3d yeah and before hotline miami so it's a bit rougher the hotline miami has this great like kind of gun puzzle aspect to it where mm-hmm. it's like you are hopping into a room and then you know you shoot this guy you shoot this guy oh that wasn't quite the right order i don't need to do it that way i'm gonna do it in a different way mm-hmm. max Payne is sort of like a rougher version of that yeah so you are uh, jumping through the air, shooting at this guy, and then you got to turn because this guy's going to come around a corner, and yeah. you're doing it all in slow motion so it can kind of have an element a right. strategy to yeah. it the big thing to it is that you can basically at any point turn on bullet
0: time which yes. was the the term at this point point. the matrix introduced the idea of bullet time based on one single shot <laughs> essentially mm-hmm. one shot in the matrix changed video it was games, a games forever it was a big shot it was a big shot uh but so you, you can you can activate bullet time you kind of control like how often that thing refreshes um I'll say this, though. From my experience, it's funny that you can get away with not using bullet time very much in this game. I, I should have, uh, like, ramped up the difficulty. I couldn't figure out how to... I had a whole, like, loading issue thing that made me never want to open any menus. So I just was like, let's barrel forward because loading a mm-hmm. menu takes, like, literally a minute and a half. Um, but I... The easy difficulties are way too easy. <laughs> I'll say that uh, as a person who doesn't generally like love difficulty, I very rarely use bullet time for like a good portion of like the beginning of this game. I, I was able to just barrel through rooms and you get uh your health drops, like you, you take painkillers to restore your health yeah. you get so many of those that you can just you just go, buddy, hey, just keep yeah. going and and you really don't have to use the bullet time. Obviously that would not be true on higher difficulties. The the, the more damage you're going to take and stuff, you can't just like soak a bunch of hits and keep going. Uh, you you would have to really methodically do the rooms. And so seeing that in, in later portions of the game, I think make the game a lot more appealing. So if anyone were wanting to pick this game up, I think I've sounded really like meh on it, but I, I don't think most of the things I feel meh about this game are even the game's fault. Uh, it's just like, Set it up in a way where it's going to do what it's actually supposed to do. You should be using the bullet time all the time, actually, is what this game wants you to do. It wants Mm -hmm. it to be every time you enter a room with like more than one guy to attack, you should be using bullet time, is the way it feels to me.
1: Yeah. Um, the game, I will say this the game difficulty does ramp up. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have a very solid curve, and it also like kind of spikes at times. There's also some really horrible, uh, platforming elements of the game where, um, you you are having to walk across very like thin sort of beams yeah um in like a couple different situations including some dream sequences yeah um that is horribly difficult and basically i can only get through it uh with save states and that's including the so i i in playing this um i also played this in 2001 when i was a when i was a kid i think i was 11 or whatever um And I remember playing this game and being like, wow, this is a good game. This is wild that it's trying to deliver like a story. I don't Mm -hmm. think I really understood any of the things it was being influenced by except for the Matrix. Yeah. Um, And I was like, wow, this is really adult. I remember thinking that. Um, And then I got to um, a part of the game where you are having a flashback sequence and you have to walk through complete darkness. Yep on essentially a trail of blood and if you go a little too far to the left or a little too far to the right you fall off into nothing yeah and i remembered i just stopped playing at that (laughs) point when i was so i had actually never beat this game before i i beat it for the first time for this show um and for this show i save stated uh, at every second like i was just save stating constantly in order to get through uh that room it is wildly difficult um maneuver max Payne in such a way yeah. as to not have him fall off a tiny little beam right um so that i, I have to knock it hardcore for that literally right. bounced off of this game originally due to that fact yeah it is not a platformer even though
0: at times it that it wants to be those puzzles basically that's that's yeah. the other area that i kind of like got tired of this game is it for a while at least I just think it's it's split up into three parts, story wise. The three parts aren't mm-hmm. like, mechanically that wildly different or anything. But part one to me is just not very good, and it's it's a decent chunk of. The, I mean, it's like a good third of the game or or half of the game or something. Maybe not half, but either way, I, it was taking a lot out of me to play it in that first chunk. To where right. I, I I mean, I did stop. I I watched. Uh, The end of this game basically because I just was so sick of playing it. I watched it on like double speed and the big thing for me is I just don't find third person gun combat very fun until like later on stuff like mm. Gears of War when people started to figure out like how to do what, what, what cover yeah. stuff is what makes third person combat more fun right your uncharted's and your gears of war and stuff like that get a lot better this just to me is just like charge into the room and blast stuff and i don't know like it it, it gets really really repetitive for me and mm. the idea that then they're trying to insert some puzzles and some platforming both of which are not like especially well implemented means the breaks from the action i don't enjoy i also don't enjoy so the playing of this game is just something that doesn't really work for me. I, I much prefer thinking about this game than I do play the, the actual act of playing it.
1: Yeah. Um, and while I did, uh, I did like playing this game. Um, it, I think it works better, um, as a game for the purposes of our show. Um, and also for the purposes of somebody that is a fan of remedy in general, Um, Going back to this early time, it's so funny playing this and thinking about, like, all the echoes of this type of storytelling in uh, their later projects, including, like, Alan Wake and especially Control. Mm -hmm. Max Payne has uh, the the in-universe uh like tv stuff already happening which that was kind of wild to me so Hmm. alan wake takes that idea to an extreme i know quantum break takes that idea even further but for some reason remedy from the beginning has been obsessed with the idea that you are playing a character in a video game Mm -hmm. and that there will be televisions around (laughs) and that those tvs will show very weird shows Uh uh-huh um basically i would say that Every Remedy game has had a little flavor of Twin Peaks in it. Mm, mm-hmm. Um in that it feels like these people saw Twin Peaks at like a very impressionable age and now yeah. Twin Peaks kind of makes it its way into everything. And even though Max Payne is kind of the I don't know, it, it kind of reminds me of like Matt what you were saying with the whole like film school kids that yeah. like saw Reservoir Dogs right. and now everything is Reservoir Dogs yes. to them. Uh, It reminds me of that type of person, but you can see the little, the little glimpses of like stuff that will be expanded in the future and will be um, a lot better for it at that point. But it honestly, like in order to get good at something like video game storytelling, which like at this point, you know, we're just getting to a point now where I feel like maybe someone can teach you how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe this is how you had to do it. You had to make like a kind of crass, yeah uh sort of tasteless game obsessed with influences because sure. if you're a child like what else do you have you know what right, i mean like right. what else do you have if not the film and television stuff that you've already watched right. well and that's the and whole thing too is
0: is you're bringing those into a new medium that doesn't that hasn't had those elements at all in it before really i mean there's, yeah. the, you know we can talk about noir in games that's there's plenty of that but um just the idea that that to this scale the the level of cinematography happening in this game and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it is it mm. is trying to bridge a gap at yep. a somewhat early era. I mean, you compare this to Grand Theft Auto and oh my gosh, it blows it out of the water, right? I mean, the, yeah. the what they're able to do with writing and storytelling and, and their shots and everything, it, it all works much better. It's better, it's certainly better written than anything in Grand Theft Auto 3.
1: I would agree with that. And I would, I would even apply that to a game like, like, I'm more interested in Max Payne, the character, than I am in you know, Master Chief in Halo. Oh, yeah. Even though as a game, Halo is a much better game on every level. Right. Um, Halo's story is just trying to stay out of your way and let you enjoy it as much as possible. Max Payne yeah. is trying to be like, all right, here is a character. He feels stuff. There's a hilarious sequence where um you that a lot of this a lot of the story revolves around this um experimental drug. Uh, called Valkyr mm-hmm. which uh, people are addicted to and by the way like the way that they uh, present like drug drug addiction is like super callous and like not very yeah. well considered at all. Right. Um, but there's a point where Max Payne has to take it and then there's this really humorous scene where Max Payne realizes that he's in a video game. Yeah. They don't do anything with that. No. It's, it's just, just a like a fun reference. scene. Yeah. It's literally it, it just oh, man. it has that feeling of just like yeah this is like okay okay i get it i get it i get it and then there'll be something where we're like whoa that's different and actually because this is a game yep we have like sort of the promise of something interesting in yes. that here's um, yeah
0: here, th- th- this speaks to such a uh, an issue i kept feeling it's a thing where it's not fair to judge it this way because it's if i had done it i would have done it this way like who cares uh but there's the, the they it references its own graphic novels. Like all the cinematics are graphic novels. And the funny yeah. thing about the scene Hunter's talking about is he goes into a room, he realizes he's in a graphic novel, he leaves the room, and in leaving the room, he re enters the room. It's like a it's like a groundhog day or whatever, like a repeat thing. Oh, he goes yeah, yeah, out the door yeah, right. and goes back in, and he's re experiencing the exact same moment, but then this time he realizes it's a computer game, and like all of those things are happening. And I agree with you, Hunter, that I think At some points, this game wanted to be kind of a parody of itself, but it really also genuinely wanted to be cool, and I don't know how much you get to have both. I mean, like, only Metal Gear Solid pulls that off so far of, like, stuff on our list. Like, that was our big you know, praise for Metal Gear Solid is like, it is a parody and I also still get like invested in it. It like perfectly threads the needle of like how seriously can you take this sort of thing? Mm. And Max Payne could have done more of that and it feels like it falls short. The the big thing for me like mechanically I kept wishing for is uh, Max Payne will be narrating while you're playing and he's talking in the past tense and uh, it's very similar to uh, if you've ever played Bastion by Supergiant Games, where there's mm. a there, it's not your character, but there's a narrator explaining everything as it happens. Uh, Max Payne like you can do stuff mechanically with that and at times it kind of is there as like a way to help you it's like oh i went over to the door and then it's like oh i have been stuck in this room for a bit and now he's telling me go over to the door like to go to the i door, feel yeah. like we could have had even more of that whereas usually the only time he chimes in is just like there was a paper on the desk and you go and you do read the paper on the desk but it's just like i was i was thirsting for that to be like introduced more as like an actual kind of mechanical value that it never never did
1: yeah, I mean, if your complaint is that there's not a lot of polish, then, right. I mean, I have, I have nothing to refute you. Um, I just think that if you're interested in the writer, Sam Lake, um, and especially where, you know, um, a lot of those later games go as far as, like, the elements that are super interesting and kind of, like, give it some identity, mm. it's wild that so much of that is in Max Payne. Right. Uh, and, and that's, I think, what's fun about it is you're watching the rough draft of something you compared it to Metal Gear Solid why is it not as cool or interesting as Metal Gear Solid well Hideo Kojima had already spent so much time right. writing video games exactly. before we get to Metal Gear Solid this is not you know Metal Gear Solid was not his rough draft right. it was the culmination of a lot of work for sure yeah if Max we go back Payne, to if we go
0: back to Kojima's first game they wrote i wonder how <laughs> weird and yeah. maybe at times off putting it is because it's written by a, a young Person.
1: Right. Well, we'll we will be playing uh an older one later in the yeah. season. We'll be playing Snatcher, yep. um, which I'm very excited about. Um, but yeah, Max Payne uh is like a rough draft, but it's a more fascinating rough draft because these people went on to make yeah. um much better games. I mean, like, I have no problem saying that Max Payne is probably their worst game, although I have not played Quantum Break. You know what? But uh, I'm willing to assume that Quantum Break is Like, probably a a more better executed game. I don't know if it's better overall. I I will say,
0: too, earlier we said Max Payne was the first uh, Remedy game. That's not actually technically true. Uh, They did have a car combat game called Death Rally (laughs)
1: first. Right. Uh, But, uh, yeah, maybe maybe we're talking about a very different through line. It's the first... It's the first remedy game with Sam Lake yeah. um, writing a lo- like I Sam Lake wrote a little bit for um, Death Rally, it, right. but I believe it's like literally like descriptions of things and like yeah. a, in a very technical aspect like that. Um, and then because he was the only writer they had on staff, they were like, "We want to do a, a game a with story. a big story," yeah. <laughs> which meant this guy Sam got to be a lot more important. And then luckily, Max Payne sold well, so right. then that's kind of how they they kind of re gear everything uh, for. We are uh, a studio focused on um, these kind of action adventure yeah. type video games that put gameplay and story um, on a on a higher yeah. uh, level. Yeah. Um, I will say this: there's some there's been some kind of weird news with Max Payne this year. They are apparently doing a remake mm-hmm. of Max Payne One and Two, and I just I don't think they should do that. <laughs> like to be honest, I I actually think Max Payne. It's kind of cool that Max Payne has just been sort of left uh-huh. to this era right um and that it makes more sense just just to leave it here because what are you gonna do are you gonna are you gonna rewrite it are you gonna are you gonna update it and make it
0: um are you gonna do a whole
1: new gameplay
0: like we've come a long way since bullet time you know what i mean and that's like the only thing this game is really introducing as a thing is is bullet time so what are we gonna how are we gonna reshape max Payne to be relevant today i wonder
1: yeah. Um I think, you know, if the intention is to basically just update the lighting and get it running right. on new consoles, then yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah. I, I I want every game to be available right. on ev- on every console always forever or right. at least on the PC um and and to be running in a, a stable state so right. that we don't have to just fill in all those gaps right. as a community. Um but if the intention is for it to be a a, a remake like a like it's going to be this big AAA game experience i don't get the point because my favorite thing honestly matt all of the complaints that we've had about this game are my favorite aspect of it (laughs) like i love the roughness i love that it i mean i definitely don't love the experience of getting to those moments where you're like ah this is this is just this just kind of sucks um but i think it's important in that way like it 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 feels like it it serves a historical function right now where if whereas if you remake it it will lose that historical function right and i think it might be sad to discover that maybe there's not a lot there yeah maybe there's actually not a lot of meat left on the max pain bone right if you make it a polished thing yeah. like perhaps its roughness is the point yeah yeah um but it's yeah, a first. I don't, don't It's something that they have
0: clearly evolved from, and and just they can keep telling new stories and get better and better at it with new stories and new gameplay introductions. I I, I think so. Also, just like I uh I mean I hope it's a a big time remake. They they're, they're calling it a remake, and because uh, like we said, if it's a remaster, uh they better figure something else out to do with that baby because uh I uh yeah I'm not letting them just sort of give me 4K uh uh 60 frames per second or 120 frames per second of mm-hmm. uh, of my dead child. I'd rather not that that one. That would be maybe not my favorite part. I'll also say this too in terms of like the parts where this game gets frustrating. It really if it is trying to shock you into a sense of like, "Oh, yeah, this is how hurt Max Payne is. Look at this horrible trauma he went through." They really undercut that trauma by making you do this horrible platforming puzzle section with just the sound of a baby wailing off in the distance the entire time or like also like just before the bloodline thing you fall off of there's just a labyrinth of hallways that you're supposed to sort of it's just a maze that you get lost Mm. in and you're hearing your wife screaming and calling out for you and a baby crying uh having a section you can just sort of get frustratingly lost in and have to replay means the sound that you're introducing that section loses all meaning and all impact and only mm-hmm. becomes annoying. And so it like really completely undermines the entire like emotional weight. They're trying to to have it there for by making it such a like uh, annoying section to traverse uh, that that part just like drove me nuts. And I, I think, yeah, when you're thinking of remake stuff, these are all things that what I assume is uh, maybe Sam like even himself looking back at Max Payne and going oh this is my student film i don't like any of this i would like i don't i don't hate my ideas i had at the time but now i'm an adult i would love to get another chance to do all of this so i really could see an opportunity to remake Max Payne being like let's make this thing uh, uh work in in a way i uh, i would actually write it now as an adult but like you said Hunter that it that ignores its place in history in Sam Lake's career as a writer, right? It's it it is more about it being this historical document than it is like a story worth telling,
1: right? Yeah, and I think I think that's where um it is interesting in its in its roughness. Also, uh, to talk about a little bit in the context of of two thousand one, yeah, um the the edginess, the violence, and the way that it is depicted. Um, obviously, we still love violence, um, violence (laughs) culturally, especially in the United States we're big on it uh-huh. and we've been big on it um what's interesting about this problem of talking about max Payne and feeling a little bit like wow there's some like real life stuff in here mm-hmm. depicted kind of callously like almost kind of feels like um where it's just like ah just some like teenage boy just right. throwing out these dark ideas not really having any understanding of it we're also like very much i feel like looking um backwards as much as we're looking forwards with a game like Max Payne. Mm-hmm. Um this is this is we're coming off of the 90s yeah. where this type of uh like kind of cultural excess of just like whatever man like almost nihilistic yep. edginess um is is fashionable and cool. And notably it's like this game came out um in the earlier part of the year. Um and by that I mean like the game was largely complete before we get to that kind of bigger event that happened later in this particular year yeah right one that was like quite sobering and maybe took a little bit of the edge off culturally from people right um because if the 90s was all about like uh whatever everything's meaningless when you by the time you get to the 2000s it's like um, no, there definitely are. There, the, yeah. the world is definitely full of consequence. Right. And, and Max Payne feels like a game written in that decade of there are no consequences, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with all that. Yeah, I, I think
0: this game lives much more uh, in the shadow of things like The Matrix and just media of the 90s than it does any tangible real world uh, stuff and and thinking about how things actually operate in the real real world right it's it is more about like what if my noir character was like this because film noir is just a genre that i want to emulate or whatever not right what if my what 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 does it mean to be a cop who is experienced it's not investigating any of that stuff in in a
1: in a realistic sense um no and it it, it's not um it's 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 just not complex enough to to get to that point um but it is i mean we haven't talked a whole lot about the the fact that every um character is just modeled after oh someone that worked at remedy but it is uh hilarious because yeah. a lot of these characters are supposed to be pe- like tough people like right. like mobsters and yeah. stuff like that yeah and they look like they work in it um <laughs> the main villain is just sam lake's mom oh he just God. had his mom come in to be the bad guy <laughs> and that's so funny oh, to me man. um and that aspect of it, I mean, that's that's really special. That's mm-hmm. like something that that only could have happened at this point because you know nobody n- nobody this. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it would be cool if 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 an indie was like we're trying to make a 3D game and we can barely make it happen, so we just got to get whoever we can get yeah. in the game. Right. Um, but you'll notice they do. You know, by the time you get to Max Payne 2, it's. Uh, it's all like like real actors, mm-hmm. um, and they, they kind of clear out all of all of that all the aspect of it. But yeah, but I liked that to be well, honest. And, and again, that's great. it's like how can you fault someone for like not having
0: the budget to afford triple <laughs> A actors? You know, it's like th- right. we're still talking about an era of video video games where this is like as good as most people could get and afford. Um, you know, GTA 3 had whatever that, you know, your buddy from Sopranos or whatever it is in it. It's like that that was like as high up as we got up the acting food chain I- in mm-hmm. any of these games. So, right. it is really hard as a modern audience to put yourself in the headspace of like games didn't have good acting like almost at all in any of
1: <laughs> anything before like 2004, right? Um, well, before we move into the like ranking of it, um i i just want to um i just want to say in general i very much recommend the games of remedy studios yeah um regardless of how we might be talking about this one in particular and if you're interested in remedy i would really recommend that you play um control um it came out in 2019 um it it is a little bit on the fidelity side um it is on a on a slightly higher level, so your PC might need to be mm. like turned up a little bit for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can get it on like basically every platform. I have no idea how well it plays on Switch. Right. I mean, I make no promises that it plays well <laughs> at all on it. Um, but yep, they did. How did they release that on Switch? Oh, I, I don't guarantee understand. it's cloud based. That's the thing Switch is doing with oh, everything. Is everything cloud-based. is cloud based.
0: So if you have a good internet connection, you can probably play Control on Switch. But without a good internet connection, you will not be able to play it
1: yeah um well control is really is is a really fascinating game with like a, a lot of really good gameplay but also like a, it's just so much more mature it's just yeah. like all of these people um Learned. playing like 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 playing at this uh game designer thing for so much longer and now they're actually telling yeah. really interesting really adult stories which by the way they very quickly grew up i mean right. like alan wake is also a very fully realized mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very interesting story alan wake might be my favorite of of everything that they've done um that alan wake is very much interested in uh like stephen king uh type uh right. or or maybe even like charlie kaufman like the writer is right is maybe in a story that they're writing kind of deal right um but yeah the super cool games um and i definitely would mostly recommend that you only play max Payne in reverse after you've played all the others and then just kind of want to know like all right how did this all start how did yeah. this team uh well, what was it like when this team did not have the resources to make a a big you know game yeah. like they do now yeah uh, well, let's talk about it in context of 2001, then. Let's rank this
0: puppy up against our other contenders in this year. Our current ranking, because we did some wacky stuff last week, is up at the top, Grand Theft Auto 3, then Pikmin, then Aliens vs. Predator 2, then Bongio, Halo... Combat Evolved, uh Sonic mm-hmm. Adventure 2, Klonoa 2, Super Monkey Ball, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. What was our logic? Do you remember? You, Why did we, we do this? We specifically well, and I said last week it wasn't last week. We the last 2001 game we talked about right was uh,
1: Grand Theft Auto 3, right? Or was it Aliens versus yeah. Predator 2? Anyway, oh, it may have been AVP 2. Yeah, yeah. Either
0: way, we wanted to give GTA 3 its moment in the. It's like, what would it look like if we were praising all of the things that would make Grand Theft Auto 3 top of the list? And, and and so that was like relevance to 2001 and it and mm-hmm. like looking ahead to what you know how things were going to come. All the things at the bottom of this list are the things that look backwards, right? Klonoa 2, Super Monkey Ball, right? Uh, somewhat Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, whatever. Uh, Bongayo is sort of in the middle there, but yeah, What what is our criteria this week for ranking games of 2001?
1: Uh, with mm. Max Payne as an addition, um so if we want to follow in the footsteps of trying to well what's interesting about max Payne is i think it it's looking culturally i feel like it's looking backwards a little bit it feels like more of a product of the 90s when you're evaluating the script and the character of it yeah but the actual gameplay the the actual the idea of a a a third person action game with a a lot of emphasis on story Mm -hmm. is of very fresh right. in 2001, so right. I I don't know. I'm a little I'm a little torn here. What, yeah. what do you have an idea?
0: I, I would love to sort of look at all these things and uh, think about. <laughs> I, I I feel like Grand Theft Auto 3 was was more ranked in terms of like we know that September 11th is going to happen or, or whatever. And I think Max Payne lives in a naive time. Like you said, I don't even think you were saying Max Payne looks backwards. I wouldn't even say the people doing Max Payne were saying they were looking backwards. They thought it was a product of their time. And then times very quickly changed. Exactly. So uh, I'm curious in terms of like pure sort of nostalgia, for a different time how does our list look if we're just like looking for Whoa. if we were in the middle of 2001 if we were there in july of 2001 how would we be ranking these games up against each other
1: okay does well yeah so, so i feel like you're saying there's two slightly different things there yeah. Do you want to do it based off nostalgia? All right. Or do you want to do or you do want to put ourselves in two thousand and one? Let's play actual nostalgia because actually I think okay. what we have is putting ourselves in two thousand and one. And I would like to just play okay. nostalgia for a moment. So nostalgia, I feel like number one has to be Halo. Yeah. I because agree. Because what I mean, what could hit right. nostalgia wise better? Yeah. Yeah, it is it is with a
0: bullet the most nostalgic thing we could have on this list yeah Uh, yeah i i agree uh after that i mean it's hard because some of these things like we we don't actually have specific nostalgia for right like we we didn't play them back in the day or whatever um so we have to imagine if we had played these games and we had oh is that how we do it i I don't know i mean because what am i just gonna like put almost everything on this at the bottom because i never played it in 2001 you know what i mean like aliens versus predator Bongayo, klonoa 2 like i feel like i now would have nostalgia for klonoa 2 because of how much i enjoyed playing it now but i i obviously do not have nostalgia for it because i played I th- it a month ago
1: i think if you can fudge the nostalgia a little bit that's fair like like matt you have nostalgia for kirby and the cri- or crystal shards yes. the kirby game yeah and you said that klonoa 2 basically just Crystal Shards, yeah. or vice versa, something it, like yeah,
0: that. Yeah, they're they're incredibly similar games. Um, yeah,
1: so I, I, I feel like your nostalgia for Klonoa 2 can get its power right. from the Crystal Shards. Right, Right, in the style of game that it is. Um, so, what, I don't know, what follows
0: up Halo, though? I mean, there, there's obviously nostalgia for Grand Theft Auto 3. That, that part cannot yeah. be ignored. I do not think it's actually fun anymore, and in, in even at the time, it's not a game I wanted to play by myself, but there is still a deep social nostalgia to grand theft auto three
1: for me grand theft auto three would be number two by this metric but i am negotiable i know if you have a strong two to
0: this no i agree i agree that on a nostalgia factor grand theft auto three ranks pretty highly and 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 should be highly considered um what would follow up for me is something that probably would not follow up for you which is tony hawk's pro skater three i think tony hawk's pro skater three is not only a game that I have nostalgia for, but also, like, an era. Like, that that moment in skater culture is deeply yeah. nostalgic of okay. the okay. early 2000s and the late 90s, uh, and, and I don't think we have that same feeling anymore. Like, right after Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 is when suddenly there's just, like, way too many Tony Hawk's games, and we all get completely sick of the corporatization of skating. <laughs> and Whereas Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 got to, like, live in the mystique of, like, this is still kind of new. Maybe we haven't completely gutted it yet.
1: I like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater three as the thriest nostalgia yeah. game of all time for now. <laughs> um, if if okay, so if you take Tony Pro Tony Hawk's Pro Skater three, yeah, can you give me Bongaio as number four? Not because I did not play Bongio in two thousand one. Yeah. But Bongio is so similar to all of the weird Japanese games that I would rent sure. in the 90s leading up to 2001, yeah. where I would just see the cover, yeah. and I would read the title, and I'd be like, I don't know what that means. Right. And then I would just pick it up off the shelf. Right. I got to do this every Friday in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, at a place <laughs> called, uh, was it called Blast Control? Or what was it called? It was an, it was an arcade huh. slash video game rental store. Yeah. Um, And I'll have to look it up and see if I can find the owner or something and have them on the show. I I love uh you sharing that story because
0: uh at time of recording actually the bongai episode just came out Hunter and I are recording this oh, if you right. want to peek behind yeah, the curtain yeah. we are recording this on the day bongai released and I want to sh- share this story from uh one of our listeners MPC Aaron shout out to MPC a- uh, Aaron who also does lots of rankings and like uh you can you can watch on Twitch uh they they are ranking every game on Steam one game at a time uh, as they mm-hmm. play them it's a great stream uh, anyways for for a, a glimpse in the Bongaio nostalgia, uh, they said, I legit love Bongaio. I discovered it because at my local mom and pop video store, as they were selling off the rental Dreamcast games at the end of the Dreamcast lifecycle, uh, it was one of like five games left to rent. So I rented it for wow. like a whole week in my teens and I loved it. I put it at number nine on my personal list just under Celeste and Portal. Uh, Yeah, the the idea that Bongayo got to be this thing for weirdos that were just, like, willing to try anything, and it's like, well, everyone took all the copies of Sonic Adventure and uh, Crazy Taxi, but there's this weird other game just sitting there left on the shelf because nobody knew what it was, and Bongayo gets to be it, and then you get that as, like, your nostalgic uh, poison. (laughs) I think that would be great. I think Super Monkey Ball has to be next, after Bongayo. Um, I don't have the specific uh, nostalgia for Super Monkey Ball, but it seems like everybody else on Earth does. Well, okay,
1: I'm interested in maybe throwing the Aliens versus Predator 2 people a bone Ooh, because that's cute. Because, Matt, you got number three. Sure. I got to edge number four. Maybe number five belongs to the, to the audience. To the audience. Because I feel like a lot of them have more nostalgia for AVP2 than we do. Not everybody in yeah, the audience, but sure. we're just kind of, because I feel like there's more common ground between us and the audience yeah. than most of the other games. Yeah, I, I just want to I, give them something.
0: I think that's fair. I think Bongio, then Aliens vs. Predator 2, then Super Monkey Ball, and now we're running into stuff. So uh, uh, we have, this is supposed to be a Max Payne episode, and we haven't even been talking about Max Payne in any of this. Is there, should there be a nostalgia for Max Payne, or well, is that? see,
1: you, 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 I, I would put Max Payne underneath Alien vs. Predator 2, because okay. I actually played Max Payne yeah. when, when, in 2001, sure. and really liked it. But I also really liked a lot of other dumb stuff. It, yeah. It's it's like it's the perfect okay. Here's here's I'm trying to put as many buttons on Max Payne as possible. Because it is a flawed game mm. that is important and interesting. Yeah. But I don't want I don't want someone to listen to this episode thinking, We hate this game. Right. Um, and I should never play it. No. I want them thinking that what we said was this game's pretty cool, you don't need to play it and right. never play it. Right. Uh, but <laughs> So like that's the message I'm trying to get across. Um and I definitely had some nostalgia vibes coming into to playing Max Payne. Yeah. Um so I yeah, I'm definitely interested in putting it under I A mean, V P two if if you know if you're down.
0: What's more nostalgic than walking into a nightclub and some off brand Dragula starts playing? Am I right? I mean it's yeah. just it's it's as close to Dracula without being Dracula as you can get, and I, I don't know right. what feels more two thousand and one to me. Uh so okay. I have I've reworked the, the bottom four here and I'm curious your thoughts. Uh so it'd be it'd be Aliens vs. Predator Two, then Max Payne. Then Sonic Adventure 2, if anything, Sonic Adventure 2 likely should go higher because I just think that game subsists purely off nostalgia, but I I, I think it goes up there. I I, I keep debating whether or not to swap Sonic Adventure 2 with Monkey Ball, Uh, but then I have at the bottom Pikmin and then Klonoa 2.
1: I think Klonoa 2 should go after Max Payne. Oh, fun. Because if I got a gimme on Max Payne, you should get a gimme on Klonoa 2. (laughs) The thing Fair. about the thing about Sonic Adventure Two, Super Monkey Ball, and Pikmin is that those are um, not Sonic Adventure Two so much, but I just don't care. Um, super Monkey, both Super Monkey Ball and Pikmin are like the beginnings yeah. of literally a new franchise. Right. And yes, you could be nostalgic about the first entry, but these are going into the future. So it's yeah. like if somebody's like, "I'm super nostalgic for Pikmin One." I would just be like, oh, well, you're in luck. They just announced yeah. Pikmin 4. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I'm more interested in being nostalgic for games that they're not even really around anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or or they are sort of locked into their time. Right. Super Monkey Ball, that's a timeless design. Uh, I Yes, I can be nostalgic for the original Super Monkey Ball, but I can also just pick up any old Super Monkey Ball and mm-hmm. I'll be like, wow, it's it's the same design and yeah, it's yeah. quite good. Right. Um, same, I feel like goes maybe less so for pikmin i would actually maybe put super monkey ball at the bottom of this particular list to be honest i i you know what i i have no qualms with that
0: so so what we're looking at right now is a nostalgia ranking for 2001 is halo combat evolved grand theft auto 3 so tony hawks pro skater 3 bongio avp 2 max Payne, klonoa 2 sonic adventure 2 pikmin and super monkey ball that seems yeah. fun why not it's gonna change next yeah. week who cares let's try it out
1: let's try it out <laughs> try it um, out uh, what do you think we're gonna settle on with uh the logic for the 2001 a game odyssey thing like what oh, man here's what i was just thinking is it's sad that we didn't give like what we did last time with gta
0: 3 is like let's envision a world where gta 3 is number one and i almost think we should like we should have done that for max Payne. we almost should every week consider the list as if Every game gets a chance at number one, so that then by the time we get to the end of 2001, we've, we've felt every game as the most important game of 2001, right. and then we sort of synergize all of that into like, okay, but what does it actually then equal uh, all, all things considered or whatever?
1: Well, okay. How about this? Last minute, we can just... Here's what we could do. Uh-huh. We could plop out Max Payne, mm-hmm. we could put it at the top of this list, and then claim... <laughs> and i think this would still work i don't think we would have to change anything else we could claim that it is a storytelling in video games list because <laughs> look at what that would be it would be max Payne at the top uh-huh. and then halo definitely has less story grand theft auto 3 yeah that's less story yeah tony hawk pro skater 3 that's no story bongaio that's avp2 <laughs> that's story but i didn't like it yeah klonoa 2 this is Saturday morning cartoon story, Sonic Adventure Two. That's a bad story. Yeah, Pikmin. That's not really any story. And then Monkey Ball is no story at all. That's funny. Yeah, sure. Why not storytelling? Storytelling advancements
0: in video games, circa two thousand and
1: one. Our list. I mean, maybe you could swap A V P two and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater three because A V P two at least does have a story. Yeah, yeah, it has but- a story,
0: and it's actually. I would almost put AVP2 A V P two a above gta 3 because i think the storytelling in gta 3 is pretty
1: i'll bad. allow it i don't i'm yeah. not gonna if there's a if there's a defense for grand theft auto 3 it is not story yeah right okay, <laughs> exactly
0: so. <laughs> okay so the new list that we've suddenly uh, changed to is storytelling in 2001 max Payne, halo combat evolved aliens versus predator 2 grand theft auto 3 Bon Gaio, tony hawks Skater 3 klonoa 2 sonic adventure 2 pikmin and super monkey ball i love it there i think go. that's great perfect There you go. so that's the new goal is every single week we we take the game we're talking about and envision if its merits were what we number were basing one. our list off of, what makes that game number one, and then judge everything else that's around hilarious. it as a number one.
1: <laughs> that is that is quite that's that's quite the feat to do that every because then because it, then it's sort of like what we're basically saying is okay, so for this week that game is number one. How weird does that sound? Yeah. And by what logic? Yeah. Could you justify such a thing? We are about
0: to do Anachronox and I do not know how we're going to say Anachronox is the best game of 2001, but it'll be I a think... fun conversation to have.
1: Yeah, that that will be quite wild. <laughs> um okay. Now it Big is list. time, Matt. We have to we have to do the much harder task, yeah. I would say this week, yeah. of ranking Max Payne on the master list. Yeah. I've got my 10s. I'm ready. I already know I know where
0: this hits for me. Um, okay I could okay pinpo- I could pinpoint a spot on the map for like a, a specific number a target number but I'll, I'll just okay. say my tens are
1: in the 30s that's what I was gonna say yeah oh. I, I think it's why firmly are you in saying that you're saying the 30s I was expecting you to say the 40s or the 50s. no well here's
0: the thing is um GTA 3 is number 42 yeah. and I like this game a lot more than GTA 3 I like this game yeah. a lot more than Star Wars Shadows of the Empire
1: so it like inherently dodges pretty much all of the 40s see see this is why i keep my own list sure is so that i can tell you where it would be on my list yeah not not where it is compared because the thing is since this is a fusion list yes it's always going to be mixed up as compared to your own personal values
0: i love leaving room to contradict
1: myself (laughs) basically (laughs) all right that's (laughs) That's interesting. Okay, so we're both thinking about it being in the 30s. Yeah. Um. Do you have? Uh, do you want to start at the bottom? Yeah. Sure. Do you feel like this is a start at the top situation or what? No. Okay. Let's start at the bottom for me
0: and see see if okay. I can get very high. Because on- honestly, for me, it would be right here at the bottom. So it's more about how high can you pull it up? Because okay. well, first off, I'm I'm kind of ignoring Forza Horizon Five at the at the moment. Although uh, you know, as a storytelling experience, you know, obviously Forza has nothing. Whatever. There's there's no. There's nothing there. But I I look at Max Payne and I look at Mirror's Edge and I see two very, very similar things. Uh, Both are uh, new-ish companies or new-ish, you know, things. Taking a stab at a new mechanic in an action game that is going to go nuts. Everybody's gonna start taking from it, right? Mirror's mm-hmm. Edge is the beginning of parkour action games, and Max Payne is the beginning of bullet time action games. Uh and for me, uh, I think Mirror's Edge, I mean, I like Mirror's Edge better. So so I would already be putting Max Payne here. But like what I'm saying is I'm willing for you to pull higher. I I don't care, but like I I, I find Mirror's Edge more interesting and uh more uh, successful even in its first attempt than Max Payne is in its first attempt at a thing.
1: Yeah, the, so the 30s are a weird tens group for me. They are, yeah. Um, in that they are very, very different from my my actual. Mm. Um, so it's it's all it's all mixed up. Um, I could put I could argue for it being above Mirror's Edge, but then what's sad is that I have Mass Effect 2 beating it on my own personal list. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I would want to go much higher. However, if for some reason it got all the way up to like Mario Kart 64 um or well, not Journey to Silius. Yeah. I it's weird. I so on my own list I ranked it like right above Journey. Mm-hmm. Um Journey is a beautiful game yeah. made by adults for adults, <laughs> right. made by real people. Yeah. Max Payne is not that. It feels like a game made by a child, but it's it's a more it's it's a more fascinating historical project, yeah. And also to me, it's more interesting that they were able to do what they were able to do at that time, right? And maybe something that that as compared to like Journey or or even Inside, yeah. Here's um, here would be my question for you,
0: and yeah. because I don't I don't have the answer to this, and I wonder if you do. We talked about this as a sort of historical document for Remedy. You can look at this studio and see a really mm-hmm. interesting story told. But where do you think Max Payne lies in its legacy on sort of the rest of gaming? Did other, like, oh, yeah, is it yeah. important in terms of other people pulling from explicitly Max Payne and furthering the bullet time and the storytelling and the noir aspect of it? Like, did people evolve from Max Payne? Or, because my memory of Max Payne is, like, I didn't really play it, and I I couldn't tell you, like, culturally mm-hmm. what pulls from Max Payne and what doesn't. I think by,
1: by virtue of of the time that we're at this is like before we get to generic guy with gun mm-hmm. uh era on box art yeah. um although I mean there's still there's plenty of that even in 2001 um but no I th- I think there's I think there's a lot of games that like kind of follow and or at least take inspiration from Max Payne a game like uh Spec Ops the Line mm-hmm. I feel like has some Max Payne aspects in it. this idea of ultra violent gun game yeah that has something deeper at its heart, right. even though perhaps it is a, a bit childish in its execution. I mean, we've just seen so many games after that. I mean, the Gears yeah. of War series has right. elements of that. That's in a true. way, Max Payne almost feels like the kind of most obvious default setting for storytelling in a Western video game. Uh-huh. It's a it's about a dark, edgy main character um I just think that because Max Payne is so early in that and because all those tropes are not fully realized yet, it's more interesting because they don't really yet know how exactly this is going to be iterated upon. Yeah. Um and and I think I think in that way it has a lot of interesting and unique elements right. um that its predece- like that its uh its predecessors don't have and that its its followers don't don't really embrace either, yeah. and Remedy itself sort of decides like, "Oh, we're gonna kind of get away from from this level of of edginess. We want to make, um, you know, the, some some real some real adult games for real adults." Right. So, so my my guess here is that on your personal list, you have Max Payne
0: above Mirrors Edge, Inscription, Mario Kart, and Inside, but below mm-hmm. Journey, Journey to Silius, Mass Effect Two. I don't know about Halo Three, but definitely below sonic the hedgehog uh one or whatever so it's like we're like 50 50 on games mm-hmm. you have it above and below that it cannot exist at all of those things at the same time it it will be a contradiction of itself no matter where we put it
1: right so i think um let's talk about it versus mirror's edge and then i think i think i think it's okay at at 39 or 40 uh-huh um I actually feel like of of the games on the list, it actually has the most in common to me with Star Wars: Shadows of the Empire, mm, mm-hmm. where it is a, a janky, difficult game to play. Not necessarily because it was poorly made at the time, but because of the limitations that the developers had on yes. themselves. Right. Um, and then it becomes this fascinating thing to 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 talk about and think about. Um, I feel like it's actually a a better version of that type of game. Because of its focus on trying to execute a story yeah. on a console with a lot of action, that's going to appeal to the sort of mainstream um, video game crowd at yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mirror's Edge is also kind of trying to push at the 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 edge of. I didn't even. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> um, I I'm just gonna. I'm canceled. Cancel me. Um. I want to cancel myself for that. I feel like Mirror's Edge is. And a more of a mechanical experience, uh, experiment than it is a storytelling one, um, and in that way, I feel like is less compelling to me yeah. in this space yeah. to talk about because it's a mechanical experiment that has issues. Right. Whereas Max Payne is more like is it's it's not like you're playing Mirror's Edge and you're in the whole time you're thinking, oh well, this would be perfect if they had this. There's just straight up elements of Mirror's Edge that are just uninteresting in that yeah. work like oh the story. yeah I agree I agree yeah right the story
0: um, is not interesting it is funny the the parallel of the like completely out of engine uh cinematics like the the mirror's yeah. edge is the e yeah. commercial and Max Payne is these goofy graphic novels that there's a funny yeah. comparison point there but I do agree the stuff that is frustrating in mirror's Edge is actually deeply more frustrating than in Max Payne because Max Payne it's like ah there's some pretty annoying platformy bits but Um, They really only do that to you a couple times and uh, Mirror's Edge, it's like the entire last half of the game is constantly slowing you down and making you open doors slowly rather than like the entire conceit of the game. It's like mechanically at odds with itself more so than Max Payne is. Max Payne is consistent in what it's trying to do. It just doesn't succeed at everything it's trying to do. You know, to a full ten or whatever, right? But it's it's never contradicting itself. It's never get stepping on its own toes necessarily.
1: Well, I would say the platforming elements are that for yeah. Max Payne. So right. so Max Payne has some contradiction as well. Right. I'm just more interested in the diamonds in the rough of Max Payne than I am sure. uh in in Mirror's Edge, a game that I find more mechanical in its value. Yeah. So I personally would push for it to be above Mirror's Edge. I'm not gonna try and pu- I'm I would not push it further. I don't yeah. think it's it is not a better game than Mass Effect Two. Right there, you, there I said it. <laughs> Mass Effect Two is a better game. Yeah, just all around right. better game. Right. Um, I so yeah. I I really don't have a qualm with
0: putting it uh, ahead of Mirror's Edge. I I think I um, I personally see more value and have had more fun with Mirror's Edge as a game, but I've also had more frustrations with Mirror's Edge. So it's like I'm allowed to in any moment convince myself of either argument because there are plenty of times where I'm sitting and playing Mirror's Edge and I'm like very mad at it as a game for doing all the things it's doing at me. I just think there are elements of it uh, that aren't even necessarily what it puts at the forefront, right? The speed running mode, the time trials are what I think is the best part of the game and that's just kind of actually thought of as like an extra thing within the game. Whereas like- Max Payne's not doing any of that. Max Payne's putting everything at once into the main thrust of the game. Uh, there's barely any auxiliary stuff to the game at all. It, it wants you to experience all of these elements and and you do. So yeah, I'm I'm happy with this. I'm happy with Max Payne at 39.
1: Yeah. I'll say this for for Mirror's Edge. I also have when Mirror's Edge is working, I think I have more fun with it than I do at any point uh, when playing yeah. Max Payne, like right. Mirror's Edge is more fun, right? Um, it's just that Mirror's Edge wasn't reaching. It was in certain departments, it's yeah. reaching, and in the other departments, they're just they have no ambition. Like right. I feel like yeah, the, yeah, the, the yeah. story is just there's no ambition to that story. It's literally just like Absolutely. let's just try and get it, uh, and 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 tell it effectively. But we d- we don't really care yeah about it being anything forward thinking or forward pushing. Whereas right. Max Payne is forward thinking to a fault it's almost naive yes. in how much it wants to push forward right
0: i agree yeah you know what i'm completely sick of though uh it, it, thinking about mirror's edge and all of its little twists that are aren't very good twists but are storytelling twists and max Payne does the same and we recently talked about grand theft auto 3 that is just co- just constantly like oh nope. it's actually you need to kill the guy who's been giving you missions i am so bored by that sort of game storytelling that that trope that that, and and it's so persistent at this era of because we're just like trying to move things along to the like the next mechanical area we want to get you to or whatever Uh, right i'm really tired of the video game twist uh of of you know quest giver or main character turning on you or whatever i'm i i have grown quite quite sick of it and and i'm happy that later games do that at least a bit less
1: yeah but matt um you know like authority or whatever <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah god Come damn on, you're man. right no you're right you're, you're right. right
1: authority and like
0: man like
1: freaking it's kind of a like dad shut <laughs> up dad leave me alone dad okay it's sort of a leave me
0: alone dad situation okay it's so funny that the story of all humans uh it feels like to me is as a teenager. Uh, nobody understands what you're trying to portray. Uh, but actually, you don't understand the critique that is being laid upon you. Because adults are really bad at critiquing kids, right? Right. Because it's just like, ah, oh, you're doing it wrong. That's not very good. It's not... you. What you did is not very mm-hmm. good.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and the
0: teenager's like, no, you just don't get it! And then later... That teenager is an adult and looks back at their thing and goes, yeah, I, w- I just wasn't doing it very good. <laughs> but you weren't yeah. explaining to me that I was doing it very good, very well. Like, you were d- right. also doing a bad job. In film right. school, the thing that happens all the time is like y- you're in like a workshop class, right? You're all talking about the things you're writing or whatever. And you give a critique of like, oh, I didn't feel like it uh, captured this idea very much. And then the person's retort is, but what about the part where this happens? And you're like, y- okay, yeah, what I'm saying is that that didn't Give me the feeling of the thing you're trying to say. He's like, but that's what it's supposed to do is it was supposed to make you feel that way. It's like, okay, but it, but it didn't. And I don't know how else to get past this moment of explaining to you that just having a baby in a crib and it's, and it's dead doesn't actually just invoke me with like, oh, how how rough for Max? Pay- how tough that was for him to go through. Oh, that's right. that's a what a sad character moment for him. That's not what that does. Even though that's what your intent for it was, it doesn't work that way.
1: <laughs> well, Matt, can can I? I want to try and re. Because we, I feel like that keeps that aspect keeps coming up, and if, and and of course that that scene was upsetting to you. But let's say that the game had featured. That aspect of Max Payne's backstory, mm-hmm. but it had been not depicted in the way that it was. Which is in yeah. in Max Payne, it's literally like we go to yeah. the scene and yeah. we experience every moment of that. And it does this, uh, it does a horrible little flash, like a quick close up for like six frames, and then it cuts away. Right. right. So so that that level of like dark edginess, mm-hmm. to me, I would characterize as something that you would put in like like a horror film or or something like a really dark right. disturbing horror film it's like a moment like that right. in this game that can't actually yeah its intention is not to disturb you to that level right. that's what's so off-putting about max Payne. right that this happens so early yes and it's so it's like something would happen in an ari aster movie or yeah, something like it's that like it's like hereditary like, right it's yeah, like it's what like happens hereditary. in hereditary <laughs> it's, it's 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 super like whoa that's yeah. just a lot They could have had Mm -hmm. Max Payne be about a cop whose wife and child was murdered in exactly this way. Yep. They just didn't need to show it. Boy, I tell you. That's what they did not understand. That's what they didn't understand.
0: And that's what so many student filmmakers don't understand is like, you don't have to show all of those things. They can exist in other ways.
1: And there's so many ways that you could stage that scene even that would that would deliver Mm -hmm. that emotional context that you need for Max Payne's character, but it wouldn't come off as I am trying to disturb you with the realness, bro. Um, And it, and it it would accomplish the like, yeah, Max, we're about to see Max Payne do kill so many people and he's supposedly a cop. Like, and the only way to explain that is to say that, well, he, yeah. Is this darkly disturbed figure because of this tragedy that happened? Right. To him. But there's so many ways to show that without just showing it. It's like the most obvious way you could stage it. Right. Because it has no there's no nuance to that. Yeah. And they try to make it nuanced with the nightmare aspects no. of the uh revisiting it. Yeah. But the the it's so blunt yes. in its delivery that it it doesn't really it doesn't really provoke in the way that it's supposed to. It, it provokes, I would say, more akin to um, a horror film, yeah. which would be fine if it was a horror game. Yeah, exactly. But it really isn't. Like, most of the time, this game is not uh, horror at all. It yeah. wants to be a noir yeah. action yeah. Uh, thing. I mean, isn't this the exact, I mean, roughly the
0: same plot as John Wick? Like, isn't John Wick just, like, kind of,
1: in some ways a well, more yeah. grown up version of Max Payne. Yeah, uh, sort of. Yeah, yeah. I I would say I would say that that's true, but John Wick's motivations are not that he had a wife and sure. child. It's just that he had a, a puppy dog. <laughs> that's all. And and Yeah, I mean, look at the way they stage yeah. the the killing of this puppy dog. It go go watch John Wick to see that scene. And you'll understand what I'm talking yeah, about, exactly. which is that they made it knowing <laughs> That people you don't are gonna to watch this yeah. and they might be a little disturbed they might have I had see. a dog once <laughs> yeah and they and they may have lost a dog once right like it's it's a scene made with that understanding yeah. and max Payne is almost like you know it's the other end of that spectrum where it's like it's almost like you know i don't know it's that naive thing of just like it's like the assumption was like, well, no one with a wife and child will ever play this video game. Like, maybe that's what they thought, you know? Like, that's, yeah. that's how it occurred to them. And it's like, again, I actually would have defended this uh, creative choice had Max Payne been like the most horrifying game of all time. Right. If it was just like a horrific yeah. slog of of horror, I would be like, nope, it's it's appropriate yeah. uh, for the game, for the title. How else were they going to get you ready for this cavalcade of horror but no max Payne is a third person action game that likes the matrix and john woo films it isn't yeah it it, but yeah it's 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 just that heavy-handed naive uh like young adult thing Um, that people do when they're, when they're younger. I don't even, I don't know. I haven't done the math on how old Sam Lake was when they wrote that. Um, let's see. So he'd be like 30, like almost 30. (laughs) That's not okay. Poor guy. (laughs) But he wasn't, he wasn't a writer. He was just like, he just got, he just fell into this job, you know? Um, And everything immediately got more adult. The other thing too, that you have to keep in mind is the market. These people are making a video game for, Gamers in 2001.
0: Well, that's what's hilarious is I went. I was looking at reviews and stuff of Max Payne, and and like you, I was watching a long play, and all the comments in the comment section were like, "Oh man, I was 18 when this game came out. This is like one of the best stories in video games
1: ever." (laughs) It's like, yeah, there it is. I found you. I found the demographic. Hey, I, I was there too. I (laughs) was. I was just like watching. Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction back-to-back and just like, man, Tarantino is the only real filmmaker. Boondock Saints, bro. Boondock, Boondock Yeah, Saints. Boondock Saints, bro. And then, yeah, just like playing uh, Max Payne. Um, and like, not to, you know, not to knock anybody for liking that stuff. I, I, I still like some uh, yeah. Tarantino movies. Jackie Brown is a great film. At the end of the day, it just sort of has this, like, divorce from understanding of of how people actually feel and and react to a lot of stuff. Um, So it's not surprising when a scene sort of excludes a specific, like, group of people. Um, And I would say that Max Payne is that way with people who have children. (laughs) So... (laughs) you might consider this an elongated (laughs) and like an hour 15 plus content warning for you if you want to play max paid again yeah just play Control right. or Alan Wake. Yep. Um, yep. Do that. That's 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 a better use of your time. Read a synopsis of
0: Max Payne One and maybe even play Max Payne Two. I don't know. Like it's maybe that would j- do just as well. we'll, we'll I do see. not.
1: I do not know if you should. Well, Max Payne Two is has weirder uh, elements. I'll yeah. say that. Yeah. Max Payne Two is maybe even more in the uh, Twin Peaks yeah. aspect of of this. I'm down for that. Um, yeah. But yeah.
0: speaking of Twin Peaks, speaking of horror games, next week. It's Halloween. Expect the episode a week a day early. We are going to yeah. release our Silent Hill 2 episode on Halloween uh, for yeah. you to get all spookified with. I have never played. I don't play spooky games and I'm playing this one and hey, it's a uh, I don't call it fun. It's not fun, but it is and it's a thing. It's an experience that uh fills me with constant anxiety and dread oh boy yeah
1: um i i just want to say i said this on the discord i want to say it again on the podcast i'm doing an experiment with this game where i play it every i play a little bit of this game every night before bed mm-hmm. to see if it ruins my life it, ruins sleep. it does it doesn't directly make it hard for me to sleep but i do find that i'm having trouble sleeping these days huh I wonder what that's (laughs) about. It's that
0: classic line of, you didn't know it was happening, but your brain did. (laughs) (laughs) Thank y'all for listening to Old Gamers Almanac. Produced by Hunter Donaldson and Matt Martins. Music by Knight Corey.